everybody. Welcome to Drive Through Review 591. Today we're going to take a look at Caverna Cave versus Cave. And as you can see, this is for two players and two players only. Now, this is the continuing of the tradition of other two player games from the Uwe Rosenberg big box games. So there was Agricola, All Creatures Big and Small, Lahav Inland Port, and now we have Cave versus Cave. So, uh, just like Caverna, the players will be excavating their cave, building rooms, trying to collect gold, and doing through kind of a worker placement, but without workers, which is what the rulebook calls it. It's really just kind of an action selection game. And as you excavate your cave, uh, you're going to generate buildings that both players can actually uh, try to achieve and build. So let's go ahead and jump in and take a look at how the game works, and then I will tell you what I think of it. Okay, here is everything that you get in the box. You've got one cave for one player and one cave for the other. You've got this row of action tiles that you're going to be taking actions with, and you've got a sort of a starting uh, seed here of various buildings that players can build. And you've got some other little tokens up here for keeping track of taking actions on your turn. Uh, you've got here this start player chicken and a bonus room space, which will come into play if a player fills up all of their board with built buildings, they will get sole access to this extra spot to build a bonus building. And then you also get these walls here, which will come into play when you actually build the buildings. They kind of provide structure for the buildings. So let's just take a look at uh, each player's player board here. Now everybody's gonna have resources on this track here. You can see you get a variety of resources, vegetables, stone, uh, gold. Now everything is maxed at nine. You can move it up to nine except for gold, which you can flip over and then remax it up to 19 if you get that much gold, which is possible. Uh, so you've got wood and food and all that kind of stuff. And then you also have these tiles here that are on all these spots except for these two here. And as you excavate, you'll flip these up and you'll throw these into the general supply and these will be buildings that players have access to. Now one thing to note about the buildings here is you can see their costs. So this costs three stone and four gold to actually build. You need it to be surrounded completely, in this case, by walls and this will give you a special ability. Now this is a blue building and this, the, all the blue ones, there's not very many, uh, will give you kind of triggered ones. So every time you build a wall, you'll get two gold with this one. Now let's see if we can find a orange one. Here we go. This one here, uh, you can see you need one wood, one gold, and this allows you to activate it. So all the orange ones, including the one that you start with here, are ones that you can activate on your turn if you take that kind of action. And this one we could either change uh, five wheat into four gold or five uh, veggies into four gold. Now this one you can see is worth six points and you only need kind of one wall around it. Now you can optionally have walls on this side and this side, but you can't have a wall as you can see on the bottom there. Now when you build that, you can twist and turn it like so. So we could stick it here like that and you can see, okay, there's the wall on the top because you can see the wall there. This one's fine, it's optional, we don't need to have it, but we have no wall here, so that's good, that's legal. And then once you say, okay, I've got it legally placed, then you can just kind of turn it so you can read it easier. So how do you build and activate buildings? Well, you're gonna seed up here. These are always gonna be the same four action tiles on this board. They're not always gonna be in the same order, but these are the starting four. And then at the start of every round, including the first one, you're gonna flip over this here. And you can see there, that's two, so that means we're going to be able to do two actions this round. You can see the little two dwarves there. And then every round we're gonna do a new one until we get down to here, so we get to the three. And then players are gonna be able to do three actions. So your number of actions is gonna go up and up and up. And then finally, let's see if I can slide this all the way over here, you're gonna get four actions in the last round. 
So how do you take these actions? Well, starting with the start player, you're going to select one of the available actions. Now, typically players will sit on either side of this board, but you can just take them and put it in front of you just to show that you took that action. So I would just take the action and do like this. Then the other player would maybe take that action. I would do this action and they would take that action. And then we'll reset them back onto the board like so. And then we'll pass the start player to the other player and they will get first choice. Again, we're going to reveal the next uh, tile here to show that the next ground has begun. And now we've got some extra actions available to us. Now let's first take a look at excavation. This gives us a couple of different options here. You can excavate for free or you can spend two food and do two excavations. In either case, you're also gonna gain one stone. Now, let's talk about food for a second. If we look here, we can always spend wheat, vegetables, or gold to count as a food, because you're gonna be spending a lot of food. So in this case, if we wanted to do that, we could maybe spend the one actual food and then one of the wheat to do the double excavation. And then you just choose two of your tiles that you have access to. Now, if you had a wall down or something, you can't go through it, but you just have to kind of draw a contiguous line so I could excavate this one and then maybe this one, and then we'll take the tiles and we'll throw them out here into the center. Now, this next tile here, this allows us to activate one orange building. And remember, we start with one printed on the board. We also get two wheat and a vegetable. And just to kind of show you a cooler version of an orange building, like this one here, you can always reset food up to three. So if even if it's zero, you just bump it right up to three. So that would be a very good one to activate. Now this one here is how you actually will build a building. You'll take a building out of the supply, maybe that food corner like we just did, for one food per number of dwarves. That means per whatever current round you're on, so to speak. So remember now we're at two dwarves, we get two actions. So it's gonna cost you two food to build a building. Later on, it's gonna cost you three and then even four food. And you can also do the, build a second building if you want for five food or one gold. So you could build up to two buildings with that and with the cost kind of varying as the game goes along. Whoops, and then this one here, you can activate an orange building, get two wood. This one, you can activate an orange building, get a wood or a stone, and then actually build a wall. As you can see, uh, walls are a little bit scarce. And as you noticed, when I explained earlier how to build buildings, you need walls down to kind of sort of fortify and get these guys kind of you know wiggled in there right. So taking this wall thing is pretty important. Now this one here is interesting because you can actually activate up to two of your buildings or you can excavate through a wall. So maybe you built a wall earlier, but now you want to excavate through. Maybe perhaps we really wanted to excavate this one. So with that action, we can excavate through a wall. Now it is worth noting that the walls around the side of your cavern count. So if we had this here, this would count as a wall here, here, and here. And then of note, down here in the corner, this has three around it. So if you plop the wall down here, you can plop walls down wherever you want, then this would make it very easy to do some of those higher level buildings that need to be completely surrounded. And just to kind of show you some of the more advanced buildings that happen towards the end of the game, this one allows you to actually uh, destroy a wall and you get some resources out of it. Uh, this one here, you can excavate and build all in the same action. This one here actually allows you to excavate, or excuse me, activate uh, through up to three of these orange buildings. And there's some buildings here that allows you to actually get a bonus whenever you do one of these orange activations. So you can even activate up to four uh, buildings. Now it is also worth noting, if we take a look over here, you've got these little tokens here. Uh, these are just to help you during your turn mark the buildings as you activate them because you can't like doubly activate the same building over and over. So these are just kind of keep track. You place them on your board and then discard them at the end of the turn. Now this one here allows you to actually build a wall and then a building in the same turn, but you must have more gold uh, than your opponent to actually activate that. And this is always in the number four slot. 
and it gives you little hints in terms of the end game scoring. Every gold piece you have is going to be worth a point, and then you're just going to add that up with all the points that are on all the buildings, and that's all the points that you get in the game. Okay, so that is Caverna Cave versus Cave. What do I think of it? Well, I th this is my favorite of the three two-player Uwe Rosenberg's games that are based on the big games. Except for all creatures big and small with the expansions. So I would say if you take that game without expansions versus this game without expansions, which there are none, uh, this is, I think, is much better. Uh, because you excavate the buildings and that's going to kind of dictate what buildings are available not only for you but for your opponent, that's really going to change up the strategy uh, moving forward because you may not actually even see every single building because some may not actually be excavated. Uh, the order that they come out and then they get snagged, that's going to be a big influence on the type of strategy that you go for because you could go for trying to just build uh, a lot of little buildings really quickly, get those down and get a lot of points that way or get a couple that really let you churn through your resources and convert your resources into different things and then again, convert them into gold and get a lot of points that way, which you can get a huge amount of points uh, that way. So the strategies kind of moving forward through the course of the game are going to vary from game to game. Now the game takes about, you know, half hour to play once you get the hang of it. Uh, and it's, it's really good. It's really fun. It's really simple. You know, you just grab the action tile and then you use it and then, you know, you build something, convert some resource, uh, spend some resources to maybe uh, convert into other resources, that kind of thing. Uh, like I mentioned during the walkthrough, you've only got the one spot there to build a wall through most of the game. And depending on when the action tiles come up to actually build buildings, that can be a very, you know, scarce action uh, through the course of the game. So that's gonna really change up the game as well. And so having that turn order marker go back and forth is kind of a big part of the game, like, you know, how you're gonna time your actions, what you can do. And then again, you've got some other things that allow you to kind of abuse those orange building activations and things. Now, one thing I didn't mention, which has never come up, and I've played this four times now, is you can't have blue buildings uh, equal to or more than your orange buildings. You always need more orange buildings than blue buildings, although I think it would be really hard, but maybe, you know, in a strange random situation, you get a lot of blue buildings excavated just because that's just the order that you, you ex excavate them in. Anyway, that's just a rule to keep in mind if it ever does come up. Uh, but yeah, it's really quick and snappy and, you know, back and forth. And, you know, you just really kind of have to play tactically based on what buildings you see, what kind of resources are required to build. Sometimes, you know, you need a little bit more stone or, or wood and that kind of thing. Uh, but I highly recommend the game. It's a nice sort of meaty, uh, you know, chunky meaty kind of thing for about a half an hour for two players. I do think it'll be cool to have expansions, you know, maybe just have some more buildings that you can excavate just to kind of mix things up. But as it stands, uh, you can certainly get about a dozen plays out of this, I would say, uh, with just the base game, which you couldn't really say that for all creatures big and small. You know, after, I mean, this is just for me, but, you know, after about a half a dozen plays or so, I was like, well, that was cool. Uh, but then you start adding the expansions and it starts to, you know, fire off all the bells and whistles in your brain and think of different strategies and things to go forward. Uh, this kind of has that sort of variability built into it a little bit more than the base game. And I can certainly see, uh, you know, this being expanded as well. So definitely take a look at this one. Thanks.